I'm Larry Reed and this is Your Move Creep, the podcast celebrating action cinema from 1980 to the year 2000, from the east to the west, from the worst to the best. My guest for this week is Ariel Power Shop. Ariel is a contributor to Ghouls Magazine, as well as the online horror outlet Here on Scream. We sit down to chat about the amazing police story starring Jackie Chan, plus to take our first trip into the trivia zone. So without further ado, let's get into it, creeps. Hi, Ari. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. It's awesome to speak to you again. Uh, we have spoken a previous podcast about um, a different podcast, I should say, about um, your favorite James Wan movies. But yeah, this is going to be a slightly different um, take on our podcast now. I think a little bit of a different, uh, <laughs> different yeah. genre, I would say. Um, so obviously, we're going to talk about some action movies. So, can you tell me a little bit about your kind of first? Get into action movies and your kind of impact on when you were younger and up to today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I feel like there have been periods in my life where I've been more into action movies than not. I mean, horror has always been a constant thread through my life, and that's what I'm most known mm-hmm. for being into. Mm-hmm. But um, when my family first, we got our first DVD player, the first DVD that we got was Armageddon. Okay, <laughs> And so I remember just watching Armageddon over and over and over again because that was the DVD that we had. <laughs> yes. And um, I also, we watched like The Rock, Face Off, Con Air, like everything from those era of action yeah, movies yeah, that yeah, were yeah. like appropriate for family viewing. Yes, yes. And then I really got back into it pretty recently um, near the beginning of the pandemic in lockdown. Mm-hmm. My husband and I were trying to find movies to watch together while we were stuck inside. And he likes horror, but not the way I do. So, like, we were trying to find some movies that overlapped. And (laughs) I had never really seen any Hong Kong action movies. And he was like, you got to check these out. You're going to love them. And I absolutely did. And so, like, kind of a thread throughout the last few years is, like, regularly dipping into action movies that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And pretty much just loving all of them. So as we talked about, when we talked about the Fast and the Furious yes, 7, yes, yes. Um, I'm always down for like chasing a good MacGuffin with some stunts yes. and not letting <laughs> plot get in the way. So um, a lot of action movies I find can deliver on that for me. Yeah, yeah. And we, we you have kind of inspired me to recently <laughs> go through all the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Um we have a kind of a spectrum of being super serious at the beginning. Yeah. What I would say super serious, I would say like quite serious, quite gritty, to being like most outlandish movies ever known. I'm <laughs> I'm now actively excited about Fast X, just because it's like it seems because I think well it's going to be the last one. They have to go 
even more mental than they have in the past. I think there's like so like obviously we've got John Cena, we've had Jason Statham, we've got Jason Momoa. I think now I think yeah. Um, so I think it's just it's bound to be so insane. But like, watching those movies for me was just so so much fun because they just go as I say they just go from being like just a kind of normal sort of nineties style mm-hmm. kind of action movie to just being like almost even more 80s in some, some way it just become they become so like fantastical and whatever we kind of ever joke always joked at the beginning when i was kind of first like knowing about fast movies and maybe got they go into like six or seven maybe oh what if they go to the moon and like yeah. and, and like fast like is it fast nine they go they, end they up do in go like, to the moon they go to space they go in to space the ninth one like, which, they which fly a car into space <laughs> which is like the most like daftest thing but i was like at that point, I was like, "I'm on board with this." It, does, it makes more sense now. If you if you told me the beginning, like when we're, I was watching Dominic Toretto <laughs> and Paul Walker, um, Brian like go for like just driving like in races in the, the streets, they said, "Oh, they're going to fly a car in the into this into space." I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" But now after Fast Eight, I was like, "Yeah, of course. Why why wouldn't they do that?" Like it makes sense. It's a natural it, progression. It's a natural progression. It's, it felt so. <laughs> it felt so wanted now at that point if I vindicated like well of course they have to do that now because where else can they go they've done everything else they've driven an ice they've flew for the air they've they've been attached to like cables with the front of the car and swang off a of mountains why why not it's it's most obvious thing to do and I even dipped my hand into Hobbs and Shaw do I think, did, I think, did you say you'd, you'd watched it before I think I, think I haven't I still haven't watched Hobbs and Shaw I need to I don't own it is part of the problem so mm. I need to just rent it yeah, I think I think I watched it online, and um, yeah, that it it definitely definitely continues the, the tradition of being even more mental. I mean, as it's obviously like a super soldier, Captain America. It's very Marvel, I think. Yeah, it's very. It's very much taking the thing. I think they're like, right. Well, what's the big thing just now? What's Marvel movies? It's like Winter Soldier. It's like Iron Man. Right. Well, let's put Idris Elba in like a kind of Iron Man suit. Let's make him sort of bionic in some sort of way. Okay. Because why not? Like, and we'll just yeah. have a walk, and you'll have like Roman Reigns from WWE fight, you know, <laughs> fight like a big and on an island of Samoa against like trucks and fire and fireworks, and he won't we wouldn't have guns. We just have massive big wooden weapons. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds perfect. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite ones of the, of the the series, just because I do love. I do have a kind of soft spot for G- Wayne Johnson. And I love Jesus. Stephen. Oh yeah! <laughs> so I'm kind of quite on on board with that. I know Idris is amazing as well. Um, he seems to kind of lend himself to like these kind of moves and puts himself kind of full force. Like obviously from him being in four and stuff, I think he's quite happy to be like in kind of sort of a campy sort of role. And that's definitely so helps in show if you don't haven't watched it before. Yeah, audience to. and you as well, Ari. Um, so so you kind of touched on so your husband is quite a, quite a big fan of the of action movies and hong kong movies mm-hmm. yeah um it has been difficult to get like good copies of the hong mm. kong action cinema it's mm. it's gotten easier in the last couple of years of being yes. able to find them but you know if you want like really good uh, high quality versions of the original stories with mm. English subtitles. We didn't want to watch a dub. Yes. Yeah. It's been yeah, hard to find those. Um, getting a 
all region Blu-ray player helps yes, <laughs> with that. Yep, 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 yep. Um, that's <laughs> a game changer. Absolutely. Um, the Criterion did release uh, Police Story 1 and 2 on Blu-ray. Yeah. So, like, that was easier to find. And then I found Police Story 1, 2, and 3 on a Blu-ray box set from a different region. I can't remember which one. I think it may be the Eureka, Eureka box. Yes. I think maybe. Yes. Yeah. So I got that one. Um, but other Hong Kong action movies are still harder to find good copies of out there. And yep. there was a guy doing a small business during the pandemic where he was trying to kind of rescue these films and get them out. But I think mm -hmm. he got really kind of overwhelmed and I'm not sure okay. what happened with his business. But from my perspective, it does seem like maybe they're getting easier to find or I don't know if that's just maybe I'm looking more for them now. Mm -hmm. Um but there's still so much that I haven't seen, and it just feels like this awesome world where I have so much yet to uncover. Yeah, I, th I think it's getting a little bit easier. I think, especially in America now, I think with the with places like Vinegar Syndrome, who are kind of mm -hmm. mainly known for sort of explo exploitation and sex exploitation stuff, they've sort of leaned into making kind of really 4K and you know blurry restorations of action cinema. I've just mm -hmm. bought um, Right and Wrongs. It's in Viral Offer UNBL movie, um, which I would necessitate me buying a new Blu ray player because uh, it came into the post and I was like, this will be fine. It's from America. Absolutely, I will absolutely work on my, my Xbox. Uh, and mm. they didn't. And I was like, right, okay, I need to go and buy a, a Blu ray player. You thankfully helped with that. Awesome. I got in my nice, nice Sony one um, yesterday and it, I couldn't, I don't think I've been ever so happier to see <laughs> a Blu ray because uh, something work. So much as I as when I put right and wrongs into my Blu-ray player yesterday and it worked a charm, so I'm quite happy about that. But Vinegar Syndrome, they've been putting some, some awesome ones. I got a bunch of them over the Christmas period. Um, I took advantage of their sales, so they've they're putting out. I think Eureka, um, mm -hmm. are kind of big ones. Obviously, we talked about Police Story box set there. They're starting to put a lot of like the Samo Hung Police Story, which I've got the box set of as well. Um, a lot of the kind of Hong Kong kind of Shaw Brothers stuff they did. The big Shaw Bros box sets. Um, there's obviously kind of things like terracotta distribution. They're kind of putting stuff out. There are there is more. It's becoming more of a. I don't think there was a market as much before, but mm -hmm. um, I think now in like eighty eight films as well, putting out stuff is kind of you know, a lot of the Jackie stuff. Um, they've they've seen it's becoming a little bit more prolific and a little bit more easier to find. I'm not as I'm not as adverse to knowing. Uh, I'm not as much knowing about. Um, American side, but Vinegar Syndrome I know are based in America, so mm -hmm. you're looking for you know Hong Kong cinema and you want to kind of dip in. That's not just for you. I'm talking about to the audience. If you want to look dip in, I think Vinegar Syndrome are one of the best in terms of putting stuff out, and they put out a lot of great action movies, great for horror as well. And there's like there's, there's such a large catalogue of of horrors. If you're a horror fan, that's probably where they sort of um succeed, where they succeed in most in horror movies and exploitation. And if you look kind of gritty movies. Um, there's there's a place to go. So I would say definitely kind of check them out. They do amazing amazing box sets with like great cover art and mm -hmm. posters and books and take a lot of time into the extras as well. They're not just like there's a film and that's it. It's it's filled with commentaries and um documentaries. I got right and wrongs DVD because Blu-ray should say because there is an actual like feature length martial arts uh, documentary they put out in the nineties, which kind of goes through all the stuff and it's. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of the, there are two versions of Right and Wrong. You get one in the UK, but it doesn't have that as much stuff on it. 
Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get that because obviously doing this podcast is great for um, study and great for kind of uh, research. And just because I, I, I kind of watched a little bit of it last night and um, it's just like amazing. In terms of like the, the cheesier action movies that they kind of go over like China O'Brien and stuff, they were kind of the, sort of my gateways into martial arts. Mm-hmm. See a little bit about the back out behind the scenes stuff of that was quite cool. So yeah, it's, uh, okay, I, can't create, I can't sing Vinegar Syndrome's as much as I as I can any every day. Anyway, so so we're gonna go a little bit of another question here. So you've obviously been new to action movies a little bit. Um, obviously you've had a little bit in the past as well. Can you tell me who who your guy or girl is when it comes to action? Who do you think of and who do you sort of um not idolize, but who do you love and when it comes to action cinema? Who's your kind of go to? Yeah, um, I mean. I feel like this is such a boring answer, but Nicolas Cage, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just in so many of the ones that that I remember, like watching my first action movies. Like he's in so many of them. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say Jackie Chan. So like my yes. answers are not the most creative. I'm sure some of your other awesome. guests will have cooler deep cuts than that. <laughs> but when I th- when I'm like, I really want just a fun action movie where I can just like enjoy the story and not think too much about it. Like I'm usually going towards those guys. And do you have, do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage movie? The Rock. Rock. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I really like The Rock. And obviously we've got our old, we've got our Scottish representation in, in their old, old um, yes. misogynistic Sean Connery. <laughs> Yeah, but he's um, so good in it, though. Yes, he, he is amazing. He is amazing, and it's and it's there's always kind of this talk about it being like the sort of the the forgotten Bond movie, um, mm. as he really playing Bond under in disguise kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it's he's a fun. He, I love him as an actor, but maybe he's he's <laughs> after after work hours uh, opinions. Um, God rest his soul is not as <laughs> not as progressive, but I mean that was back in the back in the eighties. I mean, I'm sure he's sure he grew up a little bit not yeah. um <laughs> but uh, yeah so the rock is also an amazing movie obviously nick cage obviously a big fan of them um oh, yeah. my producer uh petros big obviously a huge fan of of um nicholas cage and doing the cage in podcast um mm-hmm. obviously when I, come, when I come to i think i think my my favorite nicholas cage movie is probably either con air or I'll probably so face off. con air is like i remember watching that one night with like my my gran and my granddad um, I was staying for them, staying with them for a while, and they were just and all the. I was like, you need to watch this movie. It's just so like, it's the tits. And my grand told me to start swearing. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's it's great, great, really great and wonderful. And my grand, my grand, just kind of loving it and just thinking, this is amazing. This is like, it's just so cheesy. I was like, yep, yep. It's like just everything. Why is his acting accent like that? I don't know. It just is. Why is he yeah. like that? Why is he like almost looks as if he's balding, but he's not balding? I'm like. It's a, it's a lovely little sort of skillet thing he's got going on. <laughs> I watched going to kill me first. Um, but yeah, so it's just an amazing movie. And I think because it's a corner's like big ensemble cast, it's got kind of all these kind of big major players, even very serious, serious guys like Steve Buscemi and like um, John Malkovich mm-hmm. um, playing playing sort of a proto um, Stone Cold Steve Austin looking character in Cyrus. Yeah. Um, I think, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, but. So, but you obviously touched on Jackie. Have you had a lot of um, experience with Jackie so far? And tell Jackie Chan. 
So I've seen the first three police story movies um, and the Drunken Master one and two. Mm-hmm. Drunken mm-hmm. Master two is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and that movie gets crazy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also seen Who Am I? Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one actually, that I there's no region a blu-ray for that i had like i had to get an international blu-ray and like find a way to watch it um that movie is odd but it has some good stunts in it yeah um i find the fact that those kind of jacket those that kind of era jackie was quite quite strange because they're 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 catering to a sort of an american mm -hmm. sort of a, a kind of british audience with that and we're kind of a western audience with that um, that and First Strike, those and Rumble in the Bronx, where mm-hmm. he sort of became that um, that Jackie Chan, where he became quite big on catering to that side of the audience rather than just being like, I'm just going to cater to kind of Chinese or Hong Kong audience, basically. But yeah, Who Am is an interesting one. It's very different, but um, still kind of one of one of the interesting ones I remember from being a sort of a teenager and watching those movies. Yeah, I. Um... I mean, probably my first introduction to Jackie Chan was um, the Rush Hour movies. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Which Rush Hour holds up really well. Yeah, it does. It does. It's amazing. It's still good. (laughs) It it looks great. Um, And then I, you know, I went backwards from there. But like being in America, that was my first like exposure to him. Um, And. I've always been impressed by stunts. I'm a big professional wrestling fan. So, oh, yeah, really? Wow. Well, I didn't mm-hmm. know that about you. That's, yeah, I have many layers. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love I love stunt work. And professional wrestling, when it's at its best, it's live theater with good stunt work, you know, yes. and it's telling okay, a story. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found my way, you know, to Jackie Chan through, like, just being in awe of what he does physically, which... I'm sure everybody is. He's one of the best there ever is. So yeah. um, I could just watch him. Like, I could watch him make toast, and I feel like it would be interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. find yeah. a way to, like, do it and, and like, f- be flipping around. and Yes, yes. And it would be perfect. It would be perfect toast. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he just, he's just very iconic for that, 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 that part of cinema. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, and of course, kind of watching what we're going to be talking about today, I watched a lot of these kind of stunt stunt documentaries, and you you are you are very very surprised at how much stuff that he just just does and just does it. Like even yeah. when he's like he was kind of talks about like um the big stunt and police story. Obviously, what he does for the pole, he's like he's like if I if I just misjudged that by like even like one foot. I'd, I'd be dead, and there's no way they no they would have yeah. caught, caught. It was like there's people down there that would have been able to have try and catch me or caught me but no i would just have been that would have been it. I'd have, either i would have died or i would have killed somebody like we've been below me so i think he i've got some trivia but that we'll talk about in a moment a little bit but i think he's very much like there's that sort of meme that goes around just now that there's like the rock and he's and his dump double and there's like mm-hmm. ben diesel and he's stunt double <laughs> and there's like you know nickel cage and he's stunt double and there's like oh like chris hemworth and he's stunt double and then there's just a picture of jackie chan yeah, <laughs> because he just does. He's, he's very much of he feels like I've got this whole team behind me that I know can I can trust, mm-hmm. and I trust myself enough to do it. I just I just go and do it, and that's it. I don't think about other people. And I'm sure there is there is is certain there are certain moments that he has not he has done not done I should say, and 
he has put it in the hands of somebody else. But you know, ninety nine percent of the stuff you, you, you see him mm-hmm. like, like it's basically that that kind of pole scene and the story. You see him get up and he he starts running and that's it. And you're like, he's still going. And I just think that's it's awe inspiring. It but, is. So what we're going to do is we're going to now go into the movie we're going to talk about today, and that is Police Story. Jackie Chan. Hold it. Dynamic. Dauntless. Resourceful. A ladies' man. He's no average cop. But he gets the job done. At first, he was hailed as a hero. Lock him in the cells. Yes, sir. Book him. For murder. Until he got set up. Get in! Now, his whole police precinct is after him. To clear his name, his only chance is to get the crooks who framed him. Chan is a one-man battalion. As he sets his record straight in Police Story. So, Ari, can you, can you tell me how, what your kind of thoughts were re-watching this movie? Yeah. Um, so I've seen it a handful of times. Um, and... There's so much in it that I feel like every time I forget something that happened and I get another surprise, just yeah. because there, there's actually, it's a straightforward plot, but there's a lot that happens and there's mm-hmm. a lot of characters yes. and there are, I mean, obviously so there's lots and lots of good stunts and set pieces. Mm-hmm. So every time I go in to watch Police Story, I'm like, oh yeah, and I can't wait to see this, this, and this. And then something yes. else happens and I'm like, oh, I forgot they jump into a pool yeah. or, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. Um so there's always, maybe someday there won't be, maybe I'll, uh, someday I'll watch it enough times where I'm not surprised anymore. But <laughs> usually this movie's got something for me every time I watch it. And um, I never stop being impressed, especially by him hanging from a bus with an umbrella. Yeah. Um, and I know we'll get into the specific scenes more, but um, mm-hmm. the the low key physical like just impossibility of when he's answering all the phones in yes, the police uh, yeah. station yeah which is very funny very funny yeah. Part yeah i think yeah so i think i think it's it's 
it's sort of a pinnacle, the pinnacle of action movies when it's for Hong Kong action movies. I think it's, when you look at it, the stunts, I like yourself, when I watched it, I, I got the Blu-ray kind of for, actually for the Blu-ray box of one, one and two from Eureka for my Secret Santa from work. And I watched oh. the watched police. It was very nice, actually. Yeah. And I didn't want I didn't want to get get booze because I don't drink. But so they were like, right, oh, what do you want? of like Jackie Chan box it. They're like, what? And I went, yeah, which one? You get me these two <laughs> police story ones from like here's a link. There you go, go for it. And they're like, all right, well, I guess. And That's I thought nice. I'm never gonna get this. So I'm never gonna get this. And I thought I'm gonna get something completely random. And then I get that from my secret Santa. So I was like, I was almost in tears. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I can't That's so Jackie. nice. That's so cool. So. You talked. You touched about like you know like there's certain times when you watch the movie again and you notice things. I completely forgot from when I watched it again recently that the big the cars going down through the the shanty town, yeah. just going straight through it. I completely forgot about that that set set piece because I was I think it was when I was younger. I watched it again when I was with my younger brother. We watched it when we were younger. We were always kind of like more interested in sort of like the. The bus scene and mm-hmm. well, those ones have stuck in your head, and obviously the the um the mall scene, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. That is those ones are so memorable. But then I just completely forgot how how spectacular that that part is. And we talk about Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. That is, I was like, this is like this is peak Fast and Furious stuff. This is like I could imagine this in you know Fast X. I can yeah. imagine this in like sort of like you know, especially when we're we're obviously been Fast Five and they're going through the favelas. You think that like this is it's quite reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe thinking, maybe well, there's always a lot of talk about Jackie Chan being like in that police story, especially being a big influence. I wonder if like that would be maybe part of it. That kind of like they've seen that. Um, what right? We'll nick that, nick that slot sort of thing for Fast Five. We'll have this big kind of shoot thing for the favelas and in Brazil. And I thought maybe that would be what the case was. But that Jackie going through the 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 houses and that sort of Volvo, <laughs> sort of, kind of sort of your sort of your dad's car sort of thing. Not a kind of sexy yeah. like, um, not a sexy kind of like a Ferrari or anything. Just a kind of like kind of pretty shy, shy looking car, <laughs> and get, get smashing through those things. I think that's something I completely forgot. But I just, I mean, all I watched it last again last night, and I was still like, I was sitting with a lot to the commentary from B Logan. Talking about that, how you shot the shot that scene and so forth, and people that get hurt, and I still was mm-hmm. like, I just, I just, I just, I just a marvel of like of cinema. So I just think it's just an, an awesome, awesome beginning to your movie. That sort of sets the tone, I think, really in terms of the film. I think it just sort of goes right. This is what you're you're expecting. This is oh, this exactly. Is, this is the beginning yeah. of it. What the hell? What the hell is the rest of the film going to be like? Um, exactly. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's the kind of it's like it sets it sort of like. It puts his flag really quick, firmly in the ground. It's like, right, if you think this is good, we're gonna fucking go go hell for leather the rest of this movie. And it does. I think it's not as bombastic through the film, but it's, right. it's still like it becomes a smaller fighter and thing. But even with the bus scene, that's still like I was. I was I think very like put off, put on by. I know the bus scene's amazing, and the, the hanging from the the bus with the umbrella. It's amazing, but I'm also like so surprised and impressed by Jackie running through like the hills to catch the bus and like, oh, running, yeah. like going, going, going down like sort of like a sort of like just like, like steep, steep hill, like just running down like like on legs, just like going right running down like just like vertical essentially. Yeah. Almost like he was like parrot, not what, like sorry, spelunking into the 
and on the street. I thought that was that was amazing. Um, so we just get to touch a little bit about of the of the story of the protected by Jack Chan himself in 1985, mm-hmm. um, and put out by Golden Harvest, you know, legendary picture house in Hong Kong. Um, this is obviously one of Jackie's, you know, most loved. It's, it's actually his favourite movies that he's made ever in his, in his, in his time. Uh, we kind of touched a little bit about, it kind of came off The Protector, which is what was, was going to be his big body into the, the, the um, American market. And he wasn't very happy with that. He's like, right, I need to make something that's more bombastic to show that I can do, I can measure up to the guys in guys in America. We look mm-hmm. at we look at 1985 in the Western audience. We've got Rocky Four, which is oh, arguably yeah. the most macho movie ever made. <laughs> uh, for for Stallone, we've got Commando, which is again a completely bombastic, um, over the top um, Arnie movie. And um, that that end scene just is just ridiculous, um, and we've got the kind of the first breakout role for John Claude Van Damme, No Retreat, No Surrender. So he's definitely he's definitely battling against such a big force when in America mm-hmm. at that time. So I think he wanted to see right, like, well, I need to make sure I measure up, and I show Hong Kong audiences and American audiences that we can, Hong Kong can make amazing big action movies, but also. And show America that we we can make these these movies and have measure up to the big sort of muscle bound guys by showing like a a guy's more life a bit more like um not scrawny but certainly a bit more like agile because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think I think the time if you look at those movies look at the Western movies like look at Commander Rocket Rocket Four they are amazing movies and they are very hard hitting movies but at the same time. There's a slowness to them. There's a sort of like there's there's an over reliance on especially for commando. There's over reliance on guns. Rocky mm-hmm. Four obviously is is more and it's more just a kind of hand to hand fighting. But commando is very much like a and obviously the other army movies that come out that at that time, um, it's more over reliance on like guns and not really showing off like this is what I can do, what the body can do, and I think that's right. what Jackie Chan sort of pushes towards. I think with police story. It's a bit more like they t- talked a little bit about in like um, on like in a commentary and obviously documentaries I watched about police story that Hong Kong police, obviously which Jackie plays in this movie, um, they they have guns. They you know they will mm-hmm. go into a house and they'll go to arrest people with guns and they don't do martial arts. So I think Jackie was sort of kind of try to skew that like like okay we do have guns and you all see me shoot guns but at the same time. I don't have to rely on it. I can I use my body to my body as a weapon. I know it sounds like cheesy to say, but I think that's <laughs> kind of sort of what it is. Um, it's a little bit about the plot, obviously of 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 police story. Is that Jackie plays Kakui? He's a Hong Kong police officer. Um, he's kind of trying to kind of bring down a kind of a kind of a drug ring that's kind of taken over over Hong Kong. And how many kind of how many police buddies? He gets a little bit embroiled and obviously. A kind of court case and protecting a witness of this drug dealer, um, a sort of a close confidant of the drug dealer, um, sort of strangeness accrues of through the through the movie. So he tries to protect this witness, and the drug dealer gets out, and sort of Jackie goes on the sort of the warpath to try and um get get him back again. So, in terms of in terms of the movie, mm-hmm. um. You, how do you think this kind of stacks up now in terms of like, you know, you've watched all your Fast and Furious, you've watched your kind of bigger 
action movies nowadays. Do you still think it stands up now after kind of nearly 40 years? I do. Um, I think the the plot in this movie is sort of like a timeless tale. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. got, there's a drug lord, a crooked cop. Yes. Who's like secretly working for the drug lord. And then you've got, you know, loose cannon, dedicated cop who doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. That story is going to hold up for a long time, if not forever. <laughs> and the other things attached to it, you know, they can change over time. What the set pieces look like can change over time. But if you want to tell a story of, you know, a misunderstood hero who's going to win at all costs versus a bad guy, like that is that is going to just hold up, I think. Um Yes, without any of the other things attached to it, that that makes it hold up. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think that I think the when we're t- I've watched the documentary again about Jackie talking about this movie specifically, and he talked about like the plot was a kind of a a throwaway thing. He was like, I don't really talk look like that. I don't watch and make movies like that. I, I basically said, right, I want this big shanty town scene. I want dry, cars to drive through houses, mm-hmm. and I want to have a, a bus scene where I hang hang, hang off the bus. <laughs> In some sort of way, I want to have a, a, a fight in a shopping mall, and right. So, how do we get those things to get to put together? Because I want them. Those mm-hmm. have to. Those are my building blocks. How do I get from A to B? Which I think is an interesting way to kind of work. The sort of like I don't really care about the script to that point. I just like the what I talk about and like what the, my motivations are for getting there. That's secondary to big stunts. He's like, this is what when when it's particularly in this movie, this is what I want to do. I want to make sure that there's big set pieces that that are kind of stand out, that are kind of like, oh my God, how did he do that? What? Why did he do that? How can he do that sort of thing? <laughs> and um, you know, obviously, sorry, with the shantytown, it's built especially for the movie. Um, we talked about obviously the, the bus scene where he's got mm-hmm. hanging from the the bus with an umbrella. I think I think I really said it was, it was a metal umbrella, but he kept slipping off it, like falling onto the road. And he's like, well, I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore. He's having a bit more grip. Um, I think if, and I've, I think it's kind of just a, a kind of very interesting way he kind of does the, the stunts. He's, the, we talked about it before about he just has a sort of a gung hatchet, like I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it needs to be me. You need to see me like on it, hanging from this bus and jumping off this pole. It needs to be very clear that I, that I am doing this thing. Um, obviously, we, we'll obviously pitch it again about the mole pole. Mm-hmm. That was done in like one take. He just, just jumped and that was it. Um, I think it, though obviously I think it's just the very kind of interesting parts about the bus scene. You know that the, the stunt to get the stunt that went wrong. Um, you know he's, he, he kind of runs after. Obviously he's chasing the chasing the bad guys, chasing the drug dealer. They've escaped in a bus. They've hijacked a bus essentially, a double decker. Mm-hmm. They're screaming down the sort of the highway. They're not being stopped by the cops. They're supposed to stop them. Um, they've kind of gotten away. So they get past Jackie's friends, Jackie's colleagues. As they as they kind of disappear into this bus, Jackie chases them down through kind of hill and dale, going through the mountains to try and catch them, which I think is, is spectacular. It's amazing. Like it just shows that how fast, fast and agile he actually was. Like right, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I can clearly can I can catch I can catch this bus definitely. He ran I've, down a bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've I, my bus is only this like down the road, and I can't even catch it. When no. I go to work. So, um, kudos to kudos to Jackie. Um. Maybe that just talks my laziness. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but if I, 
but yeah, like, and then we'd obviously see the, the he gets in front of the bus, kind of gets a car to be kind of pulled aside, and he gets his gun out. Um, which obviously is which inspired Tango and Cash that same scene in Tango and Cash and the brakes on the bus and the stunt and the stunt don't go they go too early, so the guys come through the windows too early before they're meant to hit and they're meant to land on the car which has been sprang, it's been like been gimmicked for our wrestling our wrestling fans. Uh-huh. It's been gimmicked to take their fall and absorb the fall. Um, but Jack says, I didn't know about it. I didn't know I, like. They were meant to go a bit closer to me, but and then like land, but the brakes went too early, so they were far too far. It was, I didn't realize at the time what had happened. They just flew over my head, and I thought, oh, they must have landed. They were definitely landed. It's fine, but then yeah. I looked around and they were like, I could hear us screaming. He's like, no, that's not, that's not good. Um, so thankfully those guys walked away and they were they were, they were fine. Um, obviously Jackie's team, Jackie's uh, Jack Chan stunt team were. Well, very well trained and very well versed in this, but yes, yeah, it's, it's such a disgusting moment when you when you think about it. That yeah. that wasn't meant to happen. Those guys took those falls without even like being prepared to do that. I think that's like it's not a kind of a, not even a, a testament to how good they are. It's also that I think also that you can leave leave stuff at the end because it is because it's so spectacular mm-hmm. and because it's so like right well. It looks horrible and brutal, but at the same time, it does sort of give, give them sort of like a an ending in a way, sort of in a way like, you know, they, they're bad guys, so they need to get kind of fucked up a little bit, but yeah. maybe not as much as that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it, would you say it's your favourite stunt in the movie? Or do you have a, a personal favourite when it comes to the police story? Well, before I answer that, the scene you're talking about where they go through the bus windows... Is that the one that slowed down while the credits play? Yes. Okay. That is amazing to me that that stunt went wrong because it looks perfect. Like Yes. Yeah, that's a better yeah. That they both land so expertly. Like when you watch it slowed down during the credits, you know, they take it on their hands first and then they tuck yeah. their neck and they take it on their shoulders and they roll. It looks like it's supposed to be that way. So the fact yeah. that we're talking about people unprepared taking a fall that well, like that's, um, I mean, I obviously I don't want people to get hurt. I want stunts course, to go correctly, yeah, yeah. Course, course. but oh my God, now I like that part even more knowing that. Um, But I mean, a favorite stunt in the film, is it too basic to say the sliding down the lights? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be that one, right? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely. so nice. They show it thrice. Like <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's it's so important to that movie. And like they were talking about like it was there's like twelve different cameras pointed at that bit. Mm-hmm. And some Jackie talked about somebody being in the ceiling taking taking videos of it so you could see everything every every part of it was completely covered in lights. There was six six hundred extras at the bottom. And it was like kind of an interesting. Jackie talked about a little bit about this and Jackie Chan, my stunts, which I think it was directly directed or written by, or produced by Bay Logan, which I did the documentary on Police Story from the Hong Kong classics. Um, he talked about a little bit about like on a day he wasn't too sure. Like it was like eight feet between him, the kind of the sort of um the staircase mm-hmm. and the pole. He's like, I, I need to make it in one jump. There's no way that 
I can't do it again. It's just that's it. It's just yeah. one take. That's it. One take. It. Um, so he just kind of like he's like scared. He's like trying to get up on the stairs, get up on the banister thing. He's like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure. Well, how do I do this? I'm quite scared and quite worrying about it. And one of the stunt team come up to him and he's like, oh, I'll give you a hug. And they put like a mint, like a little paper Buddha in his pocket. And he's Aww. like, why the, why the fuck are you putting this in my pocket? Like, I don't believe in this. What you th- I don't believe this shit. <laughs> he's like, I don't believe. He's like, fine, Aww. I'll put it in my pocket. And he just remembers like, just like doing it and then going going so well. Even though he's, he's apparently quite badly burned, I think. Yes, it burned his hands, and, I think. Yeah, so, but even he said like, that was, he's like, was that, was that kind of God like taking me by the neck and like going, right, okay, you're all right, you're fine, like you can do this sort of thing, or was it just like, he's like, it's more like just my team, <laughs> just being like my team, being like, right, I, I, I know you can do this, so you go and do this, just do it, and they, he's, you see him screaming, he said that, he said that was real, it wasn't meant to be in the script, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't doing it for like a part of like to make the match, he was like, I'm just doing it because I was scared, yeah, <laughs> I, wanted, I was gonna, I was gonna jump, I was like, right. I'm going now, right, right, like, and he's like, he said, I heard the action, I was like, right, okay, bang, bang, scream, jump, go, the thing goes down, he's like, that's it, and they run off, and like, going to like, get helped, and that's it, it looks as if I'm running after bad guys, but I'm not really doing that, I'm going to get help with my team, so I just think, it, uh, yeah, it's like, one of the, one of the, every time I see it, I think it's just awe-inspiring, when I said it when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I said it in the 90s, when I was with my brother, I just like, how does he, that can't just be him, but then, I was like younger when I was like, well, it cannot be him. There has to be somebody. There has to be a cut between him mm-hmm. jumping. But then, no, there isn't. There's just, it's just Jackie Chan just being mental. <laughs> and it kind of did, there's always yeah. big talk about like he's kind of held down by glue and like wire. He's like just, he's not really human. He just, I'm <laughs> a, a man that just can just do those kind of things and live. And has been doing it now for like, like since the seventies, not as much as not as much in terms of those those stunts, but certainly in terms of physicality, in terms of mm-hmm. pushing his body and like training and being agile, and like doing the kind of the more kind of kung fu, the more kind of Shaw Brothers style movies, and then building and building and building and building. Because Police Story isn't the the apex of his stunts; it's just the biggest um, and most memorable showcase of them. There's there's bigger stunts and there's he just kept went from film to film doing more mental stuff like right what can I do it's more strange what can I do it's more like wow why did you do that how can you do that like you see them the great thing about all the police stories and some of the like, things that dragons forever and stuff especially police story especially you can all, at the end credits you're seeing these guys do their work yes I these love guys do that stunts, I think which is it's just one of the favorite things when I was growing up was seeing the behind the scenes stuff, seeing the Jackie Chan stunt team do the stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing. Trivia zone. I'm going to go for a little bit of trivia. Okay. So I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you to come into my trivia corner. Okay. A bit here, okay? <laughs> um, so, tell a bit of police story. Oh, police story, it was, it was actually named police story so, because Jackie found that every time he made a movie and he named it something sort of obvious, like Legend of Drunken Master, Somebody would come out and make another drunken master movie or like dr- drunken mistress or something like that. He was like, these movies get good stuff. He was like, well, so I'll make it a generic name. You don't know anything about the plot. 
I was just name it police story and be like, what was the police story like? Okay, so if like, I say like, that could be anything. You know, like, that could be anything. If, yeah. if say for like God of Gamblers or something, you know, it's going to be about a gambling movie. But police story was like, it's generic. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like right, it's like fairy story. It's like that's like yeah. that's like. Um, the other 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 name for this movie is Glass Story because they went through <laughs> so much glass and so much like um, sugar glass in this movie that they just, that's what they call they call it Glass Story at the end of the movie. Um, James Glickenhouse, the guy who wrote and directed the direct the protector, um, he said that no one would ever sit still for Jackie Jackie Chan movie in the United States. Right. And then then he went on to make First Strike, which became a massive hit. And obviously Rush Hour, which became an even massive hit. Um, obviously we're going to get Rush Hour four now. I think um, that's been sort of been announced, which I'm super excited about. Oh, yeah. I would I want to see Jackie back in the big screen. I think that'd be awesome. Um, talking about Rush Hour, Brett Ratner was actually originally slated to direct the Hollywood version of Police Story, and talking about um, sort of South America, it was going to be set in the beginning was going to be set in Mexico with drug deal. And then we're going to go through kind of a Mexican sort of favela, sort of a shanty town with that with that scene as well, which I think would be really interesting. Um, and obviously, obviously, they didn't end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I think really, if you if you think about it, I don't think we really needed to have an American version of police story. I think police story in itself is is awesome. And then we obviously got to have we got to have Brett Ratner with Russia movies, so we got to have them working together, which I think I think we both agree really worked. Yes, Russia Russia movies are. Fun. Third mm-hmm. one's awesome. It's fun. Third one's not awesome, but it's, it's still fun. And the first two are, are really fun buddy cop movies. Yes. They just happen to have this amazing martial artist in them <laughs> um, and a very, very funny comedian. Yes. Um, obviously, we talked about it being a favourite of Jackie's. He's like one of his favourite movies that he's ever made. Um, he actually became a poster boy for the Hong Kong police in, after this movie. Um, obviously, in, in throughout the movie, that Kai. Kai Kwai, he becomes a sort of a, a model policeman almost. He gets mm-hmm. photo shoots and document documentaries and videos and um so it was kind of an interesting sort of juxtaposition to actually have him be an actual real life poster boy for the Hong Kong police. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, like he became like he actually the song he sings for the theme tune, mm-hmm. that became that was used throughout the sort of eighties and nineties for recruitment videos for the Hong Kong, Hong Kong oh police. That, that's which awesome. Is, I didn't really, know it's that. Really, it's really cool. So what, so he has now such a, a good relationship with Hong Kong police, especially at that time through the Canadians and 90s that they were like, you want to do something? Go and do it. You're awesome. It's fine. We'll, we'll give you, do you want police cars? We'll give you them. We'll, we'll give wow. you, you know, car blanche to do what you want. We'll give you equipment. Um, talking about equipment, um, this is something I thought was amazing to find out. There's a thing called the Chan Cave. Where Jackie Chan keeps all his like stunt stuff, like the Bat Cave. It's like, like, like the Chan Cave, but it's like just full of broken stuff, <laughs> which is like a little bit like. So it's, it's like a, it's like a, if Jackie Chan was Batman, but his bat utility belt was just busted and like broken. So oh yeah, all, this, all the stuff, all the kind of gig stuff and all the kind of gimmick stuff he keeps there, and like always sort of like things from the movies he's taken away, which I think was an, I would love to go there. Yeah. that's probably an amazing thing to see I know that I know in Hong Kong there's an actual Jackie Chan museum that my friend's been to again I would love to see that I think that's that would something. be awesome yeah I think that would be so so good um yeah and like so uh, we talked about a lot about 
of we talked about police story is it won best picture for the Hong, the Hong Kong Academy Awards. It won best action choreography, obviously. Obviously. At that time, because I don't think I, I would have loved to have been in that room when those awards <laughs> were getting come out and like Jack Chan just going like, well, well, this is a, <laughs> this is a, a no, no, no brainer here. I'm definitely getting this award like this. Like who yeah. else are going to bring out? Like are you, you're gonna really going to beat somebody else is going to beat me. Really, and best action photographer for this film? Nah, no, thank you. Just give me the award just now. I don't even tell you to turn up. I won't even buy my tux. I'll just like just. But I, but I think for that to be the best picture at that time, '95 in Hong Kong, when it was, it was so strong in terms of Hong Kong cinema, mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing. And for an action movie, he won best picture, especially as, as well. I mean, we we both love it, but if it was an American film, I don't think it would be. As well looked at, no. I, mean, I couldn't. I couldn't like so. If you look, if you look at Jugs Special, we did before about kind of Commando. That's not going to win an Oscar. That's not going to win Best Picture. Wouldn't really right. win a Golden Globe or something like that. But it, it would. But you know, it just shows that Hong Kong have do have a bit more, a bit more of a love, a bit more appreciation for just cinema in general. That they were like saying, "Well, this is this is just as just as valid as you know like our romantic movies or." Or dramatic movies, you know, or or maybe just or just traditional wushu kind of Hong Kong Hong Kong kung fu movies that we can show these films and they still are valid and still we can still hold them in still high regard that mm-hmm. we can give them these these um these awards and I think that's an amazing as amazing to think that Jackie Chan is an award winner at that time. Yeah. I think it's quite 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 a cool thing, quite a cool another another kind of badge of honor for for Jackie Chan. Um, again, what if we talked about the three takes of the pool shot? Um, so and also apparently, like at one point when they were doing the the shopping mall scene, Jackie basically told them to they were like the well, sorry the shopping mall were actually like right okay you've kind of overseas your welcome. So on the <laughs> day they do the day they did the the pool scene was like the last day they were allowed to ship to shoot there. So Jackie's like, well, I can't come back tomorrow and do it. I just need to be now or never. Um, so I think it's just a, just a very 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 fun movie, and mm-hmm. I think it's just it's it's a kind of marvel of its time. Um, so what? So I just kind of touch again. Let's touch a little bit on Jackie himself. That what do you think that about the Jackie that sets him apart from other martial artists? Because obviously mm-hmm. we had kind of the we have a lot, obviously come from Hong Kong cinema. Mm-hmm. You had guys like Sam Hong, you and Biao. You had Chai Yuan Fat. You had. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Norris, obviously, in, over in America. Um, what do you think it sets him apart? Is it the stunts? Is it the fact he is willing to kind of go a little bit further in terms of his craft? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, my first thought when you asked that was how funny he is. Yeah. Um, like, he's really got the physical comedy thing down. Like, in Police Story, when he's going to the rural police station and he steps in, I think, probably cow poop on his way yes. in, yes. the way he ends up cleaning off his shoes is like doing a little dance and moonwalking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, thought that's really funny. <laughs> he takes a moment to, like, his handle on physical comedy is, like, amazing. And I do think it's that he's willing to put his body on the line so much. And mm. it's, I always struggle with that, right? Because I think it's impressive and I love watching it and I want to celebrate it. But also I'm like, 
oh no, is there something wrong with me where I want people to put their bodies on the line? And, you mm. know, as a wrestling fan, you have to deal yeah, with that absolutely. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, cause, cause I love it, but I'm like, oh, mm. should I really be cheering someone on to do this? So I think the things he's willing to do and the way he can go from like serious to funny and back and forth and mixing all those different styles with just his own body. And mm-hmm. like we said earlier, he's not, you know, a huge ripped bodybuilder. Like no, he's no. obviously very physically capable and fit, oh, yeah. but yeah. he looks like, a, a, you know, a regular guy. And then he does all this crazy stuff and he makes you laugh and he makes you emote. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't think of another person who has that combination of abilities. And I think also, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, I think that you, we talked a lot, touched a little bit on the, the phone scene and the sort mm-hmm. of rural police station. Uh, he's kind of handling the calls. He's talking to his girlfriend, May, and mm-hmm. at the same time, he's like, he's trying to have a conversation about somebody who's been, you know, had sexual assault and somebody who's had a problem with a cow. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and somebody's like, somebody's feeling depressed and he's sort of like going like, yeah, like, if you should take pills. He's like, what, what, for my cow? Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I think you should take, you know, like, um, take Viagra. And she's like, and he's like, for my mum? Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, and so like, it's, he, he kind of uses the top sticks for his noodles and he's just sorry pencils for each of those and they use the rubbers and I think yeah like in the sort of I think the the kind of cheeky sort of 80s nod to break dancing the sort of breaking that kind of came out um at that time as well I think it was kind of quite funny mm-hmm. um which is quite, which is quite kind of like a sort of like it's a kind of throwaway thing that but I'm just gonna stand and sort of like cow poop and then sort of like like sort of moonwalk and sort of body bob to get off his feet which is quite mm-hmm. funny um and I think that I think me personally for Jackie, I think it's, I don't think he's ever really had an ego. He's always just been mm-hmm. a kind of guy that he's sort of, there's sort of a magnetic presence about him because he seems so like open about like, this is what I do. I'll show you like how badly I can get hurt. You know, yeah. when we talk about those, those after trailer things, he's brought up a lot of documentaries. I've got a couple of them on, on VHS. I've, I've found thankfully um, my stunts another one I've got um, just basically just again about him just destroying his body basically, and but more spectacular fashion. But he really just has a kind of openness about his about cinema and be like, right, this is what I do, and I can get hurt, but I've got this team, and I, I love this team. And mm-hmm. he's talked about having the same guys I've been whole way way through, you know, from like you know his very early stages he he's grew up in with when he was in the kind of Hong Kong Opera House, and like he's classically trained we talked mm-hmm. about it being it's funny that obviously he's, he's he's done that sort of like that sort of theater action where he's like he's expected to kind of put his body through rigorous sort of like almost like ballet mm-hmm. in a sense and then where him um, obviously Samuel Hung and Yun Biao they came from the same sort of school a lot of the a lot of the Jackie Chan stunt team those guys have come up through Hong Kong Opera House and they've they've trained in that sort of way to become like um very expressive and they know about movement and know about so I think that he he's brought guys on that have been that are, that are kind of like him. They've that you know he's not been obviously in his bigger movies he's he's had you know kind of American movies he's had kind of bigger kind of stars. We've talked about this film with he has this kind of forgotten film with John Cena um that we'll never I don't ever see the later day hopefully I will but it's John Cena and Jackie Chan would be an amazing combination. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you can agree after Fast Nine. 
<laughs> and and our wrestling fans fandom as well. Um, I think, but I just think he's just he just seems like a nice guy, and I think that's maybe yeah. just it. It just seems like a, a gregarious sort of like lovely kind of down to earth guy that you can just you can like Arnie Stallone. I love them. They've got egos. John Claude Van Damme egos. Seems like gal. <laughs> I, I think I could talk. I talk about multiple points about the ego, Steven Seagal. I just think he's one of the guys that I talked about a while ago, a few years ago, on social media about Bruce Lee. When I was younger, from my dad was the D guy. He was the man, mm-hmm. basically. But I think Jackie is just is just a different breed. There's just something about. Something about his his action, something about his fight scenes. Some he's just very kinetic. He's very like, um, interesting. Like Bruce Lee has has an amazing, um, repertoire of movies. I can't can't not can't knock any Dragon with the Dragon, Big Boss, Fist of Fury. They're all amazing movies, but there's just something about Jackie that just is completely different mm-hmm. and just sets him completely apart from even guys that are kind of similar to him, like Samuel Hung. There's still something about Jackie that just is kind of timeless. He just mm-hmm. every time you watch one of his movies, whether it be Police Story, where you watch Drunken Master, where you watch, you know, um, Project A, you watch, you know, Rush Hour. There's always there's always Jackiness in them. If, yeah. If I use that. There's always a kind of sense of like you're getting Jackie Chan. You're not getting like Jackie Chan being something else. I think there's maybe there's been yeah. other films like The Foreigner we did with Pierce Brosnan where. It's a bit more serious and a bit more kind of gritty. Um, new police story, obviously, it's a little bit more gritty, but there's still a jackiness to him, I think. And as I, I'm going to coin that term as a trademark term now, jackiness. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep that for the podcast forever now. Um, I just think he just, like you say, he can be funny and he can be very hard. And there's, there's moments in this where he's getting a cake in his face multiple times. Yes. And as you know, he's getting lambasted by his girlfriend um he's pulling people off accidentally off scooters he's hurting his face he's and then there's moments where he's putting, he's putting his foot in it and stuff like that where he's like he's like all kind of corpsing and like like kind of like daft <laughs> or like embarrassed face but there's also moments like after he's kind of he's been framed from the murder this mm-hmm. police officer he comes in and has this massive amazing talk like scene with um with the police, you know, sergeant, you know, police um, chief, and he's like, "Oh, you, you don't. We do everything for you, and you, you sit in your kind of ivory throne, essentially. And we, we do all the work. We bring home the bad guys. You do nothing. You, you how dare you say this? Blah blah. He's like, but you've been done for murder, mate. Like, <laughs> like you've been framed for murder. I don't know what. Like, I'm, I'm no, I don't understand you're afraid, but like, don't have that gun to my face. Maybe I like, I understand. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we can, maybe we can discuss this in a normal term. Maybe you don't have a revolver in my face, but I think it's um." I think he just he has like a, such a range, and I think this is again one of these movies where it shows that it can be super gritty and super brutal. It can have bombastic sort of eighties action stuff with kind of explosions and so forth, but it can also have like um, quite grounded reality and then quite sort of Chinese sort of like um, or Hong Kong sort of funny, wacky mm-hmm. sort of winners and sinners sort of um, attitude to film. I think I think it's just an amazing. Um, film um kind of wrap up a little bit um for you for in police story and you obviously maybe not had a little bit of a a wide breath of 
the Jackie films, and I hope that you know that as a Jackie Chan my fan myself that you kind of carry on with exploring them because I think he's worth checking out for all these kind oh, of movies. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Um, where do you think this kind of ranks in kind of the Jackie Chan sort of career? Well, acknowledging that I probably still have a lot to watch, um, mm-hmm. I think the stunts in this are the best of his movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall, I like Police Story 2 a little bit better, just mm-hmm. because I like okay. the characters yeah. in that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Drunken Master 2 is funnier. Yeah. I I mean, probably overall, I have to say Police Story is the best Jackie Chan movie that I have seen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, acknowledging that I probably have some others to watch. I don't know. What do you think? Where does it rank for you? I think because I think it's, it's my favorite because it was one of the first ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because as it was when it, in the 90s over here, we had Channel 4, we have Channel 4. And Channel 4 did a kind of a big, maybe about a month, they were showing maybe two or three action, Hong Kong action movies per night over a weekend. So okay. Saturday and Sunday we show like two or three and like, so I got to see Project T, I got to see Police Story, I got to see Zoo Warriors of the Magic Mountain, which made, which gave me a big kind of love of like, kind of wushu sort of, sort of um, wire work sort of, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of very, very elaborate sort of, you know, old Chinese sort of ghost story kind of um, um, Hong Kong movies. Um, which is again, again one of my favorite movies um, from Hong Kong or from any kind of movies I would say. So I think the story because it was one of the first ones I've seen and the first ones that even though saw, I think saw Project A first before Police Story, I think it just has such an impact. And I seen it at a sort of time when I was I was being introduced to kind of action movies and introduced to martial arts movies like Chen O'Brien, which you know is maybe not as as well loved, but it's certainly one of the things that I can remember being when I was younger. I remember having the videotapes physically and stuff and um getting to see you enter the dragon, we the dragon, the big boss and stuff. Again through British TV, getting to see all these kind of films late at night that again I said I spoke about before about the Bruce Lee and a little bit similar to Kim Jackie Chan and I think because I seen in the dragon first my dad was a big fan of it. And then I almost got to have my own guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like Jackie was my guy at that time. And for me and my brother, I should say that we got to have our martial arts star. Yeah. Because um, like, well, if you're coming up that sort of, that age and that sort of, around the, my dad in the 70s, off the, when he was like in his teens and then in the sort of 90s with us being teens, with my brother, like, I think it was just one of these kind of movies that became so impressive and stuck in my logic in my head sorry because because those scenes because of the bus scene because of mm-hmm. um the big kind of car scene i forgot when i've obviously talked about forgetting but um i remember so vividly when i was younger and obviously the mall scene i just think it's like one of the most amazing action scenes not just because of that i think also we could didn't talk, we didn't talk about the fact that the mall scene it, though it does have that amazing pole scene it does have um, an amazing amount of array of fighting. There's so yes. much like there's so much like hard and fights in that movie. Obviously, we talk about the bike scene going through the 
the the plate glass, which is the only only one only shot that Jackie did not do in that movie. It's actually like one of his stunt team. But you think it's Jackie because he's got the he's got the hair and the hair's down, you can't see him. But which I always thought it was Jackie, but only found out yeah, the last night. That. That he wasn't it wasn't actually Jackie, it's one of his stunt team. But again, everything's there, you can see him. I think that's so that was the obviously most impressive thing. I loved Arnie, I loved Stallone, you know, I love Seagal. I was growing up with those guys, but you, they would walk away and like they'd have somebody else do it. If they were big scenes, they would be walking away with somebody else doing it. You always seen with clear eyes Jackie walking off mm-hmm. from a stunt. It was never like, apart from things you maybe kind of cut from, like we talked about, big scenes a second ago. You always like walked away from something. You seen at the end, he did this stuff. There was a there was physical proof there. You could see like police story that. At the end of it, when the film credits roll, you know he's done all this stuff. You know yeah. that he's. You watch this movie and it's impressed you so much, and that even doubles doubles down on that because, like, okay, you're impressed by what I've done, but what I'll also show you is that I did all that shit. All that shit was me. Mm-hmm. All that shit was like just like uh, us guys. There's no CGI. There's not a lick of like lick of special effects. It's me just going, me and my team, our trusted guys going hell for leather. I think that's why. It will always be my favourite. Though I've got though I've got some ones that are equally as fun, like Dragons Forever, which I think is amazing, and Wheels and Meals, which is an amazing fight scene. If you've not seen that, Benny Arcadius. No. That's an that's a, a very funny movie. Um, very slapsticky. It's like one of his kind of chill movies. It'd be Sammy Hung and Yun Biao, which is a bit more slapsticky and a bit more kind of comedy throughout the movie. But when it comes at the action, it has one of the best. Yeah, I would say. Essentially, the best Jackie Chan fight scene that ever has been. Wow. I'll, send, I'll send you after this podcast because it's yeah, it's so. It just shows Jackie like a young Jackie being like, I can do martial arts, and I'm, I'll fucking show you how to do this. <laughs> I am, I am, I am top top G when it comes to <laughs> so doing like um, I'm the, I'm the god. I am the G of when it comes to his martial arts, and he's got a, and he's against a guy Benny Arcadius who's an actual champion kickboxer so when they're hitting each other like i read a book about recently about when he shot his movies like jackie chan hit me he's like jackie chan was fucking me up and he was like oh up, up, come on let's go next let's come on let's go for each other and they were like properly like these guys don't fuck around and jackie chan looks like a lovely guy but he hits like a mule like so so it's, <laughs> i think yeah i think the, the police story is just it's just it's it's timeless and mm-hmm. i could watch it again and again i've watched it Twice in the last two months, and I, I no point have I been bored or like right, right, right forward this. I'm, I'm sure that you've you've been the same. That there's no there's no fat on it. It's just an amazing, fun action movie with just genuine charm. I think. I agree. Yep. I'm gonna ask you kind of a, a couple of final questions. Okay. Are you sad that we're not gonna get Jackie Chan in a Fast and Furious movie? Of course, because it could have, it could have, it could happen. <laughs> Had we gone to Fast Eleven, maybe we'd have got that. I do think they're really going to stop after the tenth one. I feel like if I it makes enough happens. money, they'll keep making them. And mm. give yeah. me Jackie Chan in a Fast and Furious movie. Give me Jackie Chan fighting a car. You know, yeah, yeah. Him and Dominic Toretto. I <laughs> listen. That might be the only thing that makes me turn against Dominic Toretto is if I have to cheer for Jackie Chan. So yeah, I think I think yes. And, I always remember if and if it's a street fight, you know the street always the wins. The street always wins. He always wins. <laughs> but at the end of it, 
you've become family and it's all about family. Well, that's the thing. Jackie Chan at the end would be at the barbecue with a Corona of course. and everybody yeah, yeah, would yeah, be yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, you know, just, just being like, yeah, yeah. Roma Corona, he'd be like jumping air and I don't know. He'd be <laughs> like some, do some sort of barrel roll and land it, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, like, but I think he would be like, or, or he'd be cooking the, cooking the barbecue maybe, like just be like, look who's coming to make the barbecue. Uh, he's also an amazing chef, I'd imagine. Well, there you go. Um, and he could be flipping things. the burgers and everything. Yeah, I'd be, I, I, I'm, you're, it's right itself. We could be writing. We could be writing Fast Eleven right now. We need to. This is a million dollar idea. Let's go. Trademark. <laughs> Don't let, if you listen to this podcast and you and you do this, we will come for you. We are litigious. Yes. We are litigious as fuck, me and Ari. So just let you know that. <laughs> um, so just obviously the the most obvious question: Would you recommend Police Story? Most definitely. Um, something about it is really accessible. And when we were talking about how Jackie Chan doesn't have an ego. I was thinking about this, like, I can't really put quite put my finger on it, but it feels like you don't have to really be into action movies or martial arts movies to enjoy police story. Mm, There's yeah. enough there to just like keep you entertained, even if it's not normally your thing. So most definitely I would recommend this. Awesome. And I, I would too. I would, I would mm -hmm. say that if this, if you love this movie, if you love Jack, if you love Rush Hour, this movie, you need to watch this movie because this is peak Jackie Chan. And I yes. hope that, you know, this podcast inspires you to go watch some more Jack Chan movies again later on in this podcast. And in the future, we'll be talking a little bit more. Maybe have you back for Police Story 2, maybe. I mean, that, maybe. that would be an honor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm so excited for to get recommendations from this podcast, too, to, like, broaden my horizon. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a list for you, Ari. Don't worry. Oh, good. I've got, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so just going to finish off, where can, where can people find you, Ari? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Ari underscore Hellraiser. And I'm also on Letterboxd and Instagram at the same name. And you can find my writing at ghoulsmagazine.com. Great. Well, thank, thank you very much for coming on and talking police story with me. Thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. No, I don't. We'll speak to you soon. And thank you. Thank you. That was my chat with Ariel about Police Story. As you can tell, we're both huge fans of that film. Um, so I'm quite excited to talk about more Jackie Chan in the future. Uh, stay tuned. Next time, though, we'll be back in Hollywood as I chat to Dr. Megan Kenny about the Stallone hit Demolition Man. And we get a little bit too into the weeds about the three seashells. As usual, you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at YourMCPodcast. You can email the show on yourmovecreeppodcast at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe, and I will see you soon, creeps. Mm -hmm.